shut up, you listen to my monkey mouth. As a companion, when you got pun on the canoe route, popped in a portal and got in a fight. Elias knocked him out. Bow, Marco fighting style. Bow, you'll see he tapped out. Bow, we win, we get crowned. Monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth. Thank you for that. Thank you. So, alrighty, everybody, welcome back to the Ones Who Woke Up podcast. This is Joshua, and today with me I've got Nate Delahoya. And where can people find you online? Uh, all social medias. You can find me at Carpenatum One One Four. Can you spell that? C A R P E N A T E M One One Four, and that's also the name of the podcast, which is Carpenatum. You can find it on all platforms. And what's the significance of the word Carpenatum? Do you know what Carpe Diem is? Yeah. Seize the day. Yeah. Well, Carp- Carpe Noctum is seize the night. Yeah. Carpe Diem is seize the butt cheeks. <laughs> I fucking like that a lot, bro. That's... And my logo is of giant peach. Oh, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, that's fucking wonderful. I love that. Multiple meanings. So one, it has my name in it. So I was just like Carpenatum, right? So just added an M to the end of my name. Yeah. But it like I feel genuinely that if people were to put the same amount of ev- energy and effort into chasing ass as they did with like everything else they have it going on in life, they would get so much further than where they are now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that a lot of dudes have like a. An, an outrageous idea of how like good pussy's gonna be or like how important it is like once you've once you've smashed 250 fucking times it's pretty much like yeah well what do you what do you actually have to offer as a human being you know so i'm in that category of like high body counts also and... oh, I, I don't have a humongous body count i've just like done a lot of fucking and like at the end of the day like pussy's pussy like out of all of like it's pretty much so vegetarian pussy tastes better Oh yeah, and, absolutely. And then vegan, there's it's a small, it's a lateral jump, but it's, it's for whatever idea. reason like they taste delicious. Yeah, well, uh, confirmed. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like just like why like men who have high pineapple, high pineapple intake have better tasting cums. Apparently, you have to be drinking that on a consistent basis because it takes about a day or two for it to come. You can't just drink it and that night get it. Yeah, no, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> you gotta build up. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be like running your machine proper all the time. That way, it's not like oh, I gotta like get it to peak performance today like nah motherfucker it's a lifestyle you gotta be ready to rock have you ever had a girl be like you taste delicious you should try it sometime like you should like wow you're really good you you should taste it yourself i've, I've like, never had i've been told that i taste good but i've never been told to taste it myself right because yeah. then i have no frame of reference yeah well it's like exactly right like what do this i compare is, it to yeah, it's like the first time you drank whiskey it was like wow that's gross even if it's like the world's best whiskey it's like what the fuck is that right my you're tongue. not expecting that nothing else in this world tastes like it. that and it's just fucking disgusting in premise like women are gross putting our dicks in their mouths like y'all some gross motherfuckers mine's probably the cleanest part of it i mean yeah like i mean yeah, if, if, bro if your dick isn't like top three cleanest parts of your body then like you're fucking up like for, for my bros listening all you need hear me out baby wipes 
get the cheese off and you're good to go at the bare minimum just rub the get the cheese off bro yeah if, if, well first off like you need to be hitting it with the baby wipes like every time that you drop a deuce that like, too no actually you shouldn't that's wasteful get a bidet bidets are life changing I've, I've had a bidet and uh, it makes me squeal every time I was like ooh I can't do it I can't do it I can't do it so I, 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 I got I got too sensitive a little asshole maybe I'm just like I don't know I, it's too much for me way so, too much for me can I, can I tell you a joke that Absolutely. I tell on stage? Yes. Okay. There's, it's there's two parts of the premise before I get to the second one. So, uh, I asked the crowd if anybody here are dog owners, like does anybody have an animal in their house? And it's to ask like, isn't it crazy how they always jump on the bed right when you're fucking, right? <laughs> and at first they like lick your toes, and you're like, stop it. But now it's the only way you can come. Shut the fuck up. Like, they're licking you like, what are you doing, stepdog? <laughs> okay. Then I, from that joke, I go and talked about, like, has anybody gotten a bidet ever? It's life-changing. Like, sometimes I don't even have to take a shit. I'd just be sitting on it and just pressurized nozzle, just hitting the, my b-hole with some water. Like, <sighs> what are you doing, step toilet? Oh my god! So a call back to that Fuck one. you, dude. I love that that's one. fucking gross. It's that's, fantastic. That's so fucking gross. Jokes bro. aside, it's the cleanest my butthole has ever been. I, I mean, I cosign. Like I cosign having a clean ass, bro. Like that's like I, you're never gonna hear me talk a shit about you having a clean ass. Like <laughs> especially in this heat, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, bro. Like because like, yeah. yeah, you're guaranteed swampiness if you're going outside in the heat in Texas. Like that's just fuck par for the course, dog. So you gotta take your hygiene serious. Gotta take your hygiene serious, bro. You walking around musky, bro? Like that's gross. Like it's impolite. It's impolite to the people around you. Do you floss? No, I don't. But I also uh, fucking rinse my mouth with uh, mouth rinse like twice a day at least. Crazy statistics, but if you are, if you don't floss, you are eighty percent more likely to have like heart attack and heart complications. Eighty percent. I think that there's probably just a linear relationship between like mouth health and overall yeah like if you're not putting in the work to like maintain your mouth like if you're like down to walk around with a stinky mouth like then chances are you're probably putting that same degree of effort and commitment into the maintenance of everything else like your cardiovascular health like the same people who like have stinky breath or walking around like smelling gross with stinky balls like they're not doing cardio you know what i'm saying like they're not going they're not doing they're not doing push-ups sit-ups and squats you know what i'm saying and so it's like i think that that's, that's probably just an indicator of like some people just aren't good at maintaining homeostasis, period. Mm-hmm. And, like, they just happen to be, like, a real strong linear relationship between those two. That's why, like, But also, I don't floss, and so I'm not trying to be, like, in that category. No, I'm sure. like, I'm one of the 20% who's <laughs> not going to fucking die that way, man. The reason I bring it up is because it's such a small habit that makes an in- a huge impact statistically. I think it has something to do with the plaque. I don't know. Whoever used this fucking... They say that there's, a, that, there's a, that there's a similarity to the plaque in your heart and the plaque on your teeth. Something like that. But... This could have been Scientologists. I don't know. I just remember hearing that statistic and being like, holy shit. It's an interesting thought. So the idea that something that you can do is so small and almost irrelevant, but it could benefit you in like a traumatic way. Yeah. Not a traumatic way, but a dramatic way. Yeah. For the better. Absolutely. So uh, your podcast, Mm -hmm. what's it about? I like it. Let's see. I like to describe it as in the self-improvement, motivation, inspirational kind of Is it just you? No, I do a bunch of interviews. I've been interviewing a lot of comics, but I've also gotten to interview a psychic medium, a producer, um, a famous artist who has like millions of streams on on Spotify. 
I've gotten to just talk to a lot of really cool people. Uh, yeah. doc, this one doctor who was like super into like physical health and like homeostasis and binaural beats. Super dope. So I've got, I do solo episodes where it's just kind of like me riffing on a topic. Mm-hmm. So something as like, you know, set goals for yourself, set smart goals. Yeah, well, um, like at that point, like that. You, you have content. Like, if you don't have someone to come in, like, you're still going to have content pumping out. So yeah. you're having that consistency over time. Yeah, it's a hybrid of, like, mix. Yeah, and so that's really dope, man. Um, and that's really cool that, like, you're oriented in a way that's, like, supposed to be good for people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I fell into, like, personal development after being super, like, emo in high school and as a kid, just very nihilistic just kind of the world didn't matter nothing was good nothing like didn't matter i just wanted to be alone and by myself and like at one point it was to the point of like self-harming and then as i got older i realized that the energy that was kind of going into the self-harming and the shitting on oneself was just misdirected like you could have just put that into other efforts if i would have done a push-up for every time that i was like wanting to cut myself i'd be fucking jacked right yeah it's a difference in like mindset as well as like what behaviors you're doing and then when I got into personal development, I was like, this is fucking shit. Yeah, well, when you're young you don't, and you don't have the, like, necessary psychological tools to, yeah. like... They give it to, to you, to, like, in, a, in a way. Like, yeah, well, like, but at the end of the day, like, it failed you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it failed me. Like, I was in the same category, right? Like, and so the, the point is that um, we need to make that more accessible, and we need to have, like, a, a clearer path to, like, at least a general architecture for people's brains so that we can... Uh, get people oriented in a way so that they don't have like they know how to direct this. Mm-hmm. I think that martial arts is a, is a really really good one. I think that I think that martial arts is a is a really really excellent way to direct that type of uh, that type of energy. Uh, for sure, for, like, getting, kin- for kinetic energy and to like actually get the physical movements out of you. Yeah, well, and like beyond that, like if you have any aggression built up, that's going to be gone. And also, uh, it's one of those things that's like it, like if you're like rolling around doing jujitsu, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have time to think about what was going on yesterday and you don't have time to think about what's going to go on tomorrow so like puts like, you in the moment exactly right like depression lives in the past and anxiety lives in the, the future, future right and like right here right now if you're emphatically right here right now mm-hmm. you can see the face of god in the light of a pencil and that's the that's the flow state the zen state that mm-hmm. uh you, you're you're not anxious or depressed whenever you're getting your ass kicked on the mat you know what i'm saying and, and before long the that starts to branch out beyond and it's just one way right like i'm not saying it's like the be all end all but no but it's um, a very good tool and it's been used for thousands of years even like philosophers used to one philosopher specifically used to like if he didn't like your opinion he's like i'll wrestle you for it because he was just really fucking burly and wanted to wrestle yeah there is a lot of these like that i mean uh plato was a plato was a a wrestler Uh, it may have been plato um but either way like there's a lot of there's a lot of these like that there's a there's a pretty strong linear relationship, like between having a strong mind and a strong body. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're sure. if you got the fortitude to develop one, then you've probably got the fortitude to develop the other. You know what I'm saying? And if you have the priority hierarchy that puts you in a situation where you want to improve yourself on one, then you're going to probably because of that same priority hierarchy want to improve the other. Like uh, when you when you get into the cycle of improving yourself, it's not like something that like you that doesn't apply to everything. Like you're gonna you're gonna put it in everywhere, so it feels good everywhere i'm genuinely a believer that if everyone was able to heighten their ability to communicate not just with like the world around them but with themselves Mm -hmm. i feel like we'd be we'd have a lot of like or a lot of less anxiety depression kind of people on medications though i look personally on medication fucking works for me and keeps me stable compared to what i was feeling before but i do see like an uprise of people just kind of being medicated down chilled 
kind of like obedient. Yeah. Just really. I mean, they're fluoridating the water, bro. They're they're they're, they're, calci- they're calcifying our pineal glands, man. They're fucking. They're trying to turn us into like nice, easy little sheep to like move around how they want, so that they can calculate profit over the long term. It's just insane to see the dis- the comparisons of food in, for example, the UK versus the same meal here. It would we have way more corn in our food. We have more like starches and fats and all these other things. And I don't really know what's good for you, but I feel like the less ingredients there is to something that you want to eat. The better it might be for you. You know, you know the crazy thing about it is that, like, you, know, you see stuff like organic, this and that. It's bullshit. It's well, it's, well, it's like, bro, that's just how, how food is yeah. in other places. Like, if you go to Italy, uh-huh. you go to the little market, there's no one being like, I've got organic tomatoes. Like, everything's fucking organic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Have you, so, a, have you ever seen, like, an original banana? Yeah, they're tiny and fucking hard and, like... They have, like, a bunch of seeds in them. Yeah, exactly. So we genetically modified bananas... To be bananas, and then yeah. everyone's all like, "I don't like GMOs," and I'm like, "You're not. There's no food on this planet right now. Well, it doesn't have uh, you GMO. know, I think that uh, a lot of people uh, have just like a really limited interpretation of what uh, modifying food looks like. Like they think that it's like a scientist going in there and like splicing molecules to make it a thing. Like, bro, that's happened through like uh, Genetic s- selective breeding. breeding. Yeah, you know selective. what I'm saying? Like, like they bred over two hundred fucking years bananas that had smaller and smaller seeds and to the point that like they're non-existent and now they have to fucking clone them and farm them mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and it's just that's life you know what i'm saying like that's just like they've they've grown the most profitable fruit and they've had the most profitable plants be the parents of the next generation of plants and that's been the way it's happened over generation and generation and generation until fruit doesn't necessarily look the way it used to and that's natural we don't look the way we fucking used to not at all you know what i'm saying we're and so, taller we have less hair and, well depending on what country you're from yeah but i mean the bottom line is that like macro evolution happens on a on a on a uh, what am i looking for uh, on a uh, on a generation by generation basis like mm-hmm. like the small little changes happen every generation based on how the species is bred intermingling and cultural change happens at a way faster rate yeah. Oh, yeah. Should should be, should be especially now with like the interconnectivity of things, like with us being connected to seven billion people through that camera right there, bro. Like shit is like lightning fast, bro. It's really, really, and it's dope. Like, I, and uh, what people don't realize is that like the the proliferation of like the internet and the connectivity of people through these like handheld devices, where every single person's connected. That's something that Steve Jobs and them like drug out of an LSD trip. What if this isn't anything more? than just screaming into the void. I mean... Like, we do get some reaction and feedback, but into those who it's who it's so limited to. We're not talking about, like, the million-plus likes influencers. We're talking about, like, the one, two, five, ten. It's just screaming into the void. Nah, no. You're, you're, you're putting your flag up on an island, not screaming into the void. Like, and the longer you... But you can make your island bigger. No, well, the longer you do it, every time that you put your, every time that you fucking put a podcast out, your island gets a little bigger. Okay. Every time you put a piece of content out, your island gets a little bigger. Before long, you've got this big, robust kingdom that you've built, and people will come. If you build it, people will come. That's a great analogy. Yeah, that's well, like what occurs to me. It's like what occurred to me whenever we started talking about this shit. Um, so, have you ever done any psychedelics? Yeah, tons. What's your personal favorite? Shrooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so when was, like, the moment that you feel like you fell in love with them? Like, when, when was it like, oh, these are, like, that fucking thing for me? First time I did them. Yeah? So mm-hmm. what was that like? Tell me about it. I want the fucking juicy details, bro. So, 
first time I did mushrooms was at the 420 festival on 420 in San Francisco and there's a spot in Haight-Nashbury which is a, a cross section that was known for like hippies movements yeah. and they have a section of the park called Hippie Hill it gets barricaded and blocked off every 420 and it's just a fucking bubble of smoke people are making hot dogs people are selling weed acid mushrooms just like everything yeah. so a couple of friends of mine go we meet up with other friends that are there I eat them in a Subway sandwich how many? An eighth. Okay, so the first time you ever took me, you took an eighth? Hell yeah. All right. It's a hero dose. Let's fucking go. Well, sometimes people say it's a hero dose if you take two, but I took one. I'd, I would I would gamble. I would I would argue that three and a half is not a hero's dose. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I just think a hero dose is two, which is actually what prevented me from fucking oh, killing I, myself. I, I think a hero dose is like seven or more. Yeah, two. Two eighths. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I thought you were. I thought you were Never saying. I thought you were saying two grams. I'm like. Only every time I. I'm like, did. man, two grams. Like no. that's like I don't know if I've ever experienced anything heroic. I know. Like, what type of mushrooms are you getting? I know my math, sir. Gotcha. But yeah, seven grams actually was the dose that prevented me from like killing myself and stopped me from doing cocaine. So. Out fucking standing, bro. <laughs> it's been over three years, like one thousand two hundred and twenty-five days. Bro, fucking congrats, yeah. bro. It'll. Sh- yeah. It should shake you up, man. You fucking you like go and like have a communion with the galactic consciousness it'll be very frank with you about like the things that you're doing wrong yeah i was on a conversation with somebody while i was tripping and uh i was bawling i was crying and then i just felt like something told me just like throw it out so i just threw it out the window and then i never touched it that was crazy so that's why i love mushrooms so the first time i ended up doing it i ate it in a subway sandwich i bought it off of some random person that was walking around and it took a while to kick in but when it did it hit so intense because you had it with a sandwich it was in between all that bread and shit my friend was getting a pikachu tattooed from pokemon yellow like the little digitized Mm -hmm. pixelated pikachu on his forearm and that was this i kept i got stuck in a loop so i kept going outside seeing my friend saying something to him going back inside seeing him get tattooed and just kind of doing this loop and I got stuck in it six rounds and as I was going home I ended up talking about how I'm doing drugs on my mom's birthday or something like that like I was just kind of in rec no that was the first time that was the second time first time uh somebody showed me something that I was incredibly scared of uh which was it was. It's around the time of like Slender Man. It was his face with fucking just like blackout eyes and mm-hmm. his white face. Someone showed you that while you're high on mushrooms. So I've had a fear of that, and we've been sending each other creepy pastas about that. And he was a my friend was a dick, so he would just send them to me like in the middle of the night, one o'clock or like whatever. He'd scare the shit out of me constantly. Uh, so while I was tripping, he showed me the image. It's very impolite. It's very very impolite, and. Uh, when I closed my eyes, it was... I could Even when I closed my eyes, now I could see it fucking imprinted, but the screen of it, because it was so bright and right in my face, when I closed my eyes, I still saw the face. So, like, in that moment, I saw the face warp and talk and move and turn into something even more scarier than that. And then ever since that day, I've never been scared of it ever again. Like, yeah, it's creepy, but well, you the saw the fear, sc- you saw the scarier version of it already. Which I can't even describe. I just saw it just melt into things. And yeah. So it, it helped me conquer fear. It's gotten a lot of hate out of my heart. It's helped me really resolve a lot of ancestral fucking bondages and yeah. traumas and my own personal traumas. It's helped me, you know, forgive myself. And yeah, that's the big thing where you got to fucking be, listen, bro. You, you're absolutely deserving of love. Thank like, you. Period. Thank and you. like everyone deserves it unconditionally. And I believe that now. Yeah. But there was a time in my life where I didn't believe that. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that you're there, bro. Um, absolutely. And uh, and 
we we ought to be able to forgive ourselves, man. Like like we're all trying our very best, right? And like the fact if you've done something in your past, and you feel bad about it. That's what growing feels like. Yeah. Like if you if you did something in your past and you didn't recognize it as bad and you kept right on moving and it never mattered to you, that's what stagnation looks like. You know what I'm saying? And so what you, you people also, need, people need to understand that like when you feel bad about stuff that you've done in the past, that's you now knowing that that wasn't as good as you could have been yeah. and like that feeling is there to be a deterrent from you to do that again and so like right. you're a better person now if you if you feel guilty for something you did in the past like and that's just the bottom line as long as people can jive with that and get on with it then we'll all be good something my interesting that my therapist brought up because i i do have to fight with like a past that it was terrible. I made the ter- most worst decisions I could have made because of you know the influence of drugs and ego and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But while I was recovering, while I stopped doing cocaine, while I'm now in like a committed relationship, like I'm on that right path, quote unquote. My therapist talked to me and said, like, I said, like I still feel all this shame, and she's all like, good. Like the idea is exactly. something that you, shame is there for a reason. It makes you feel like you have to change your behavior because you don't want to feel that same thing. But you don't have to keep carrying it around. You can let it go because it's now served its purpose. It's had so much time and you feel remorseful and you have changed behavior. So not only do you believe that you are deserving of love, but it's like you've worked for it. This is a fruit. I guess um, people in like AA call it the fruits of sobriety Mm -hmm. where you've you've, you've given yourself presence by maintaining this. Yes. So it's better to maintain it's, it it's a means and, it's, it's a means into its own end mm-hmm. yeah like it's its own fucking thing like whenever you do it it's good because you did it it's a stack of cards though and it could be as big as you want but there's only so much that you can do especially like i've had dreams where i did cocaine and i woke and i in the dream i regretted doing it and then i woke up and realized it wasn't real yeah but that's how like ingrained it was into my yeah whenever I, whenever i was in college uh, and i was doing a lot of cocaine um I got to college and like my roommate was selling cocaine the day I got there and like the fucking first friends that I made was like the student named Isaac who was the son of the owner of Sonny's BYOB which was the biggest full nude strip club in Waco I'm 17 selling cocaine with my buddies Jesus Christ and the fucking strip club and the VIP of the fully nude bar fucking having full access to every fucking bottle in the club because it's my buddy's dad's bar literally doing cocaine off strip assholes and uh high five yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Gotcha. Well, a really good time. Okay. Um, but I'm glad. I don't want stories to be like, yes, they're deplorable, but goddamn it, all right. Yeah, that's the stories. Just, uh, like, I I did what I did for a reason. I don't condone it or recommend it to anybody listening now, but fuck yeah. I'll dude, tell you what, I, I did what I did for a reason. <laughs> like, I, I I trust the judgment of my past self. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I was doing the best that I could with what I was being confronted with, and I made the best of it. So what about in positions where you have harmed somebody emotionally, physically, mentally? Mm-hmm. Spiritually, yeah. potentially as well. What about them? So what do you do? So in those situations, oh, I mean, well, like, I mean, you feel bad about it, and you use that as a you use that as an impetus for growth. How long do you think until you can atone for your sins? So let's think about it like this. I don't there think was, that I don't think there's any. I don't think it's necessary to atone. I think that I think that it's only like really that's the Catholic. In me. I, I think that it's only really. I think it's only really a mistake if you never acknowledged it and like didn't do anything about it. Like, it, but the moment that you acknowledge it and do something about it, you've done your job. What the, about like, the moment? You, you so here's a, here's a scenario: you got called out for it. This is something that happened in your past. It then comes up to, you know, attention, and then everybody gangs up on you for something that you did years ago. Mm-hmm. And now that you obviously feel guilty about and remorse, 
and you seek like some sort of atonement because you, you basically just got shamed by a whole village. Yeah. How much time before you go back? To the village? To the village to just in general. Like oh. once you feel like you've been kind of branded or ostracized or let's like, say cancelled, right? I mean that's it becomes I a mean, thing where I mean that's on them. Like, if I'm ostracized, that's cool. Like, the hand of God has placed me exactly where I needed to be placed. Mm. It and, serves a purpose in the end. Yeah. Well, like, even if it doesn't serve a purpose, bro. Like, like I, everyone's on their own path doing their own thing. And if that, if I'm put out by myself, I'll fucking make the best being put out by myself until I'm invited back. If I'm never invited back, I'll probably never come back. You know? It's pretty flow. Yeah. Well, it's, it's very present. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's where I'm at, bro. I, 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 don't, I, I ain't got time for bullshit, you know? Then, like, but in the moment of the confrontation, you know, I mean, if the, the, the big thing for me is whether or not you felt bad, right? Absolutely. Like, 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 if they were confronting you about something mm -hmm. that uh, you had, like, harmed a group of people and you had never realized you'd done wrong mm -hmm. and you'd never done anything to grow about it, mm -hmm. then, uh, then it being brought up and, and like you being confronted in that way is probably a healthy thing. Yeah. Right. But if you had grown and uh, stagnant, continue the same well, behaviors. Well, if you had grown and you'd put that to rest and these people were just living in the past mm -hmm. and they weren't willing to recognize the growth that you'd put on. That was the other thing that the therapy talked about. Like when I had the, my previous therapist said that the people who think of you this way are running on old data. Yeah, exactly. So, if they don't choose to not accept the new data and the person that you like he's like you have grown you have done better you've yeah you're a different person you're today a different person yeah now. they're not willing and, to treat you and that person is deserving of love exactly and he's deserving of grace and that was like jesus christ exactly it's a fact bro and so if if those people aren't willing to recognize that you've gone to therapy that you've put in the work that you've felt the remorse that you've had the natural human feelings to have and done something wrong you've recognized you've done something wrong you've done Put in the actual work, invested the time, money, and effort to actually get past it. And they're not willing to recognize it. Then that's then that's on them. Like all you can like all you can do is continue to show them through your actions that you're not who they think they are. And if they choose to just continue to live in the past forever, that's on them. I live in the here and now. I treat people based on how they're treating me right here, right now. It's the smartest way to live, and it's the best way of doing it. But it sometimes gets. There's things that it's easier are said us. than done. It's super easy. Easier said than done. There's things that are just innate in our because of our upbringing, where we end up sabotaging ourselves more than others actually well, are actively trying to well, sabotage Well, my, my us. thing about from the perspective of the people who are bringing you the confrontation, you have to understand that like when we're young, we're neuroplastic and we're like creating solutions to problems. When we're old, we're passing every present moment through the network of experiences, and so the older people get, the less likely they are to forget the less likely they are to go out and go, well, this is the new solution. This is how we're going to work past it. They go, well, this is how they've always acted. This is how I need to act in order to protect myself. Stuck right? in the standards that they set. Exactly, exactly. And, and those people, the old heads, need to recognize that relying solely on crystallized information in your brain is a detriment and that you have to allow yourself to create new experiences and new memories and new feelings about people so that you can live with them in the present because... They're not if, going away. Yeah, if you're just if you're just passing what someone's doing through the memories that you have of them, then you're not treating them as they are now. You're treating them as they were, and that's a disservice, you know. And I and that goes for family and friends. You know, everybody, everywhere. Fucking, if I run into fucking, if I run into Joe Biden, and I fucking just 
pass everything that he says to me through the filter of everything else that I've ever experienced with him, that's a disservice. I need to appreciate and experience him as he is here and now in front of me. Nice. And, and, and accept the truth that they're offering to me as is like the truth now might not be the same as it was then. Yeah, are you going to deny a man a handshake? No. 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 Well, I mean, you know, if they're, if they're doing something truly heinous, but I mean, I, don't, I think the guy's just a dork. But I, yeah, I, but I, if you I, met Kim Jong Un and he was passing by and you, like there was no beef, it was just like, oh, you're Kim Jong Un. It was very nice to meet you. You would deny him. Probably not. Exactly. Probably not. But again, that's because everybody's deserving of love. And again, I think that I do sincerely believe that, like, if we plucked your consciousness out of your body and plopped it into Kim Jong Un and had it experience life through the experience set that Kim Jong Un had, it, you'd act the exact same way. If I walked in your shoes every single day, then I would have taken all the same steps that you would have done. Yeah. Because if each person is a representation of you doing what you would have done in their situation. Bro, we are all one big organism. Like, we are literally one big thing. Like, Separated into seven billion different people. Well, just think about it like this: think of think of uh, us as like individual programs on a computer. Mm -hmm. But what makes us really us is the solid state drive that the computer that like the program is being run on, and that all our data is being stored on. Which is the galactic consciousness, God, whatever Correct. that like whatever whatever the sum total of all wisdom and experience in the universe is, it's that, right? I think the like most reasonable word that we have for it these days is God, but I do believe that like that's it's like a, a mother source. It is something where everything kind of comes from. I actually think that the latest stage of genetic evolution will be something like, not the matrix in general, but the idea that all spirit and consciousness can all like form together. And I think that once something becomes a god or turns into the physical manifestation in real time, then it just creates another universe and cycle well, continues. I'm telling you, my thing is that like that, that concrescence that you're talking about, that's us right now. How? We're still in our bodies. But we're the solid state drive on the back end. It's like how, it's like how uh, they can prove that... Uh, uh, prey animals can feel when they're being watched like they've proven with science yeah, that they that they know that they're, they're being watched yes well bro the way that you have access to that information is that what compels you to move is the galactic consciousness mm. and what compels the thing watching you to move is the galactic consciousness and so we both have access to all those files in the back end mm -hmm. you're aware of yourself watching yourself yeah it's that simple we're like literally one big organism your spirit in a body well, it's what, what, bro, like, the, we're all just one thing, like, whatever there is, whether it's all spirit, whether it's all energy, it's literally just one energy dance that we're all experiencing, mm -hmm. and it's, it's all aware of itself, mm -hmm. and we're just experiencing through these meat sacks for the sake of our own entertainment. Like, what's more entertaining, one person looking out at everything, or seven billion people feeding back into one big thing? Or hear me out, Avengers Endgame. What about it? It's pretty great. <laughs> no, just in comparison to what's better than that. I was just making a joke. Oh, fucking... I, I can't remember Endgame. I watched that high on LSD on my birthday uh, in the theater. How else would you watch a Marvel movie? It's you don't. the best dude. drugs for it. Yeah, it's just like fucking explosions and neat neat colors and all kinds of shit. But I get what you're saying when it comes to, like, understand where you're coming from, I guess, with the collective consciousness. We're all connected to one thing at the root of it, either at the smallest molecular level or at the highest form of existence. It all goes back to one thing. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm it's like even, a, like, you, you Catholic, the Holy Ghost... You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the connection, bro. Like, we're literally connected. Like, mm -hmm. the thing. Do you believe in like resides in, in the mythology of like stuff like that too? Listen, bro. I think that the universe is infinite. So okay. The possibilities and probabilities of it actually being real. It's absolute. Hundred percent. Yeah. It, it cannot not exist. If I'm telling you right now that if you can see a thing in your mind, it's real. Yeah. You, you cannot dream something up that doesn't fit within the realm of what can exist in a universe that is infinite. Yeah. You can't, because it's infinite. 
You dreamt it up. It already exists somewhere. That's mm -hmm. how it beamed into your brain. Uh, and so I do sincerely believe that like all the points in time exist at a single point in time. So like whenever I say, uh, think of me on the beach when I'm 40 uh, and I've got my feet kicked up, I'm drinking a beer and like a beach ball rolls by, right? You saw that with your fucking mind's eye, right? So that place is real. Like you, what makes you, you on the back end mm -hmm. just went to that place in space and time. Mm -hmm. And every time that you like you know the secret and all that shit where then the 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 law of attraction this is what they're working towards this is the thing yeah where whenever whenever me and you both just went to that shared point in mm -hmm. space and time we basically put a single thread of light between mm -hmm. where we're at and that place mm -hmm. okay well think of these threads as these threads of light as connecting you from where you're at to the places where you can be right so like i'm gonna wake up in my bed tomorrow so every single thread between now and tomorrow leads to that point, mm -hmm. right? And so the more threads that you can put out to a particular point in time creates a path of lesser resistance mm -hmm. and therefore greater probability of it being the particular reality thread that you fall into. That's a really cool fucking explanation of it. Because from the way I was told about the secret, it's basically about like vibration. It's a law of vibration more than it is a law of attraction. But the idea is that our thoughts emit a radio frequency or an electrical signal. And when we think of certain things, the wavelength changes. And everything has its own wavelength and energy that it gives out. Because we're constantly getting feedback from literally everything that exists always. Mm -hmm. So if we keep that in our mind's eye, and I forget what they call it, but basically the thing that makes you notice things when it's in the front forethought of your mind. Mm -hmm. Like you get your lip pierced, all of a sudden you see a bunch of people with their lip pierced. Mm -hmm. Because it was never brought to your attention until it happened to you mm -hmm. or until you wanted the red Tesla and now you see red Teslas everywhere. Yeah. Right? So if you're able to match the frequency of the thing that you want, it manifests in itself by because most likely you're doing the steps that it takes to get to it, hopefully, because you have a point and destination in mind. Well, the thing is that every time that you look there, right, mm -hmm. that beam of light between you and there gets thicker because it's just one little thread, two little threads, three little threads. Right. And before long, Same like... how neural pathways thicken. Exactly. The clearer that path becomes, the more the more uh, clearly evident the last step you need to take before you got the Tesla becomes. Right. And the first step you need to take between where you are and there gets more clear. Yes. Right? And before long, you've been thinking about it every single day, and all of a sudden you've got like the whole path there in your mind clear, right? And the thing about it is that you don't want to talk about this type of shit with the wrong people because no, because if well and if again like if we're right here right at the same moment about to fucking throw reality forks off right and i tell you beach and you think of something t totally other than beach guess what now there's a 50 50 chance i could fall into your bullshit reality tone mm -hmm. and then i've got to put in the work metaphysically on the back end to drag myself back into the reality tunnels that i want by thinking about what i want and keeping keeping Are you the tone scale uh i have no idea i have no idea Interesting. So this is something I learned from Scientology. They have this thing called the tone scale, where you're basically, if you're clear and Tom Cruise, you're always at a four, which is enthusiasm. It's the highest form of living. And then there's zero, which isn't even death. It's like you're basically old. You can't move. You can't process by yourself. You're just fucking dead, right? The tone scale goes all the way up from, like, super happy and enthusiastic all the way down to, like, basically bedridden sad, and dead. bedridden and dead, right? And something that I learned really cool in about the communications of it is that you don't tackle everything at a four. If someone's at a two, tackling them at a four, well, they'll be like, fuck you, right? Because it's too far off. 
they say to go like one to two tones of one to two tones up or two tones down from whatever something is. So if somebody's exhibiting a certain characteristic like anger, it's not good to match it with anger. You match it with like whatever two tones up from that is. There's yeah. a whole scale for it. Neat. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a very neato way to, to conceptualize it, and it's probably a very, very effective way to, uh, to, to move about it. Better your communications. If someone's yelling, yelling at them isn't going to be the same thing. you got to, like, bring it to, like, a different tone. Calm down the, calm down the yelling. Okay, now we're talking. Yeah. Right? Then you pick it up. Or you're dragging and barely speaking at all. Let me fucking pick you up a little bit and get you to where you're... Uh, Both talking and yeah. kind of being in flow state. Instead of you being like, you know? And so I get where you're coming from. It's a neat idea. But if you go cocaine straight out, people are just like, no. Yeah. You gotta go work your way up. Absolutely. Cool little way of like... But yeah, I thought you were mentioning because you were saying that the tolls that you were putting out. Like you were setting them. Well, so here's the thing is that I feel like all these particular schools of thought are oriented towards truth right and i think that um the the most the truthiest truths are self-evident and i think that you'll find these schools of thought where they've happened to cross the same truthy truth on the back end as you Mm -hmm. and they're just communicating it to the best of their ability and so like there are times when like the stuff that occurs to me inside Mm -hmm. will align with stuff that happens out there in the world because ultimately all these people are oriented at truth we're all just like in rivers that lead to the ocean and all those waters mingle Mm -hmm. and so um i I want to believe that i want to believe that all humans are inherently good well so here's here's the deal you know you've seen the hindu depictions of krishna with all the arms like the hundreds of arms you know what that means what that's meant to depict every single thing that's ever happened the point is that all the spiritual paths that you can take at the end of the at the end of the journey lead to krishna's embrace like as long as you're sincerely moving about trying to be good and moving towards like these goals you're going to find yourself like in this loving embrace by the Godhead at the end of the playthrough no matter what yeah it's really beautiful Um, Hinduism's dope because it it, like has the robustness to facilitate every other type of theology and school of thought that'll ever come thereafter it's also cool how like their hell realms like move around yeah, well, it's just timescapes. It's 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 a big, neat, cyclical thing. It's and like it, a multiverse. Yeah. But at any rate, we've already ran over a few minutes. I know that you have to get going. Um, but, dude, we have to do this again because this got cut way too short. This needed to be two hours. This was a fun episode. Yeah, Thank you for is... having a really cool conversation. And let me just say, as a compliment, ending this conversation makes me feel lighter and better. Like, the topics that we covered and the way you were able to speak about them makes me feel better leaving here than I did when I came here. It's pretty dope. That's the fucking point. And the point is that everybody who's listening is going to get that too. And like I, I hope so. And like I feel kind of silly kind of because uh, this shit is supposed to hit like like love is the answer and shit like that. Like, 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 like the big, big answers to life are supposed to hit kind of like a joke. Like it's supposed to be self-evident. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like the jokes being told by God out there in the world and like people who are coming to this or like people who didn't quite get it. And I'm having to be like, oh, you didn't get the punchline? Well, like, here's the punchline. And, like, they get the ha, huh, but it isn't as, like, good of a, like, spontaneous chuckle. Like, if someone, like, like if had you had to, to explain the Exactly. Joke. It's like if you had to explain the punchline to me for a joke, it's, like, it's still funny, but it isn't as good as it could have been. That's what I'm doing to people spiritually right here. So it's kind of... It's working. Well, I mean, the point is that it, if it, it's, it's not as good as it could be, but it's definitely better than, like, dying of depression. Oh, I appreciate that you're putting content like this out in the world. Dude, let's go. We'll get you on another one, bro. It's been a fantastic time. Everybody who tuned in, you guys are the real kings here. Thank y'all so much. Peace, dudes.